I'm Void. And I'm Beach. And together, we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Comics. Hey everyone, this is Rob, your friendly neighborhood comic geek. And this is Liam, the the languishing, lascivious Liam of Langley. Wow, that was extremely illiterate of you. Well, I try. We are the hosts of the Comic Box, part of the Geek to Geek Podcast Network. So join us. Bop, bop. Oh, yeah. Hello, my name is Joe Hogan. Many of you know me as Epic Grays in various video games and social media. Welcome to episode 98 of Geektitude, a geek culture podcast that celebrates the inner geek in all of us. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Katie from Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. How are you doing, Katie? I am fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked to you last on episode 91, so not too, too long ago. Um, but what has been going on with you since then? Um, well, our podcast is doing really well, actually. Um, we're almost at 500 subscribers, which is like a big milestone for us. That's awesome. So I didn't know that people liked listening to us that much. So I, I didn't know anybody wanted to listen to me talk about stuff anyway. So huzzah <laughs> well, to you that. You guys have a great way of doing it so that it is, it is a joy to listen to your podcast. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what my friend Morgan actually told us yesterday. She's like, there's times where I'm listening to your podcast, and I try to interject in your conversation and then realize that I'm listening to it not live. Right, right. <laughs> that's, that's when you know it's a really good podcast, when people are sitting there shouting at their, uh, or, or conversing with their radios or their headphones. Exactly. Well, awesome. Very, very cool. Um, I'm trying to think, like, uh... I guess for me personally, nothing really big has happened. I don't, when did this episode come out? The last episode we came, we were on, I forget. Um, probably about two months ago. Two months ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, nothing super huge has happened. I mean, Chelsea got married. I don't remember if this came out after Chelsea got married. I think it did because I think she said she was married and now living in um, Ireland, Ireland, which is yeah. why she's not here <laughs> for this episode. She had planned on it, but. Family obligations took over. Those darn family obligations. Yeah. They, they creep in when when least expected and often when least wanted. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, for sure. That is totally true. Well, this week, what have you been up to? What's what's your weekly geekery been like? Um. Well, I went to L.A. Comic Con last weekend, which was fantastic. So I did have a great time there. I got to meet 
Jackson Rathbone. He was in Twilight. Oh, wow. Um, but I actually already knew him mm-hmm. uh, from like going to, he used to be in a band. So I used to go and see his band all the time. I don't think mm-hmm. he remembered me, but there was this point when I was talking to him about like just different things and how big of an impact that his band kind of had on my life. Uh, just in general. Cause like I met people at his band, like because I was going to those concerts that have led to like a million different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he started to register like who I was. And I don't know if it was positive or negative. Oh, <laughs> um, I mean, and it wasn't, it, it's just more that like, I'm completely, my entire experience or whatever with me knowing him is completely mm-hmm. tied to his past. So if he doesn't really want to talk about his past, like I sit in that area. Gotcha. <laughs> so it's kind of awkward, which mm-hmm, was super mm-hmm. great. <laughs> uh, I also met Kel Mitchell. He was in all that on uh, Nickelodeon's all that. And then he did good burger. I don't know if you ever saw that movie. Um, I don't think I did. Yeah, it's one of those fancy millennial movies <laughs> from the <laughs> 90s. Um, but I love him. And uh, I had to go tell him about how much I loved the photo shoot he posted because he just had a daughter. And mm-hmm. his big thing on Good Burger was his love for orange soda. Also on Keenan and Kel. Mm-hmm. Um, and his daughter, like the part of the photo shoot is his daughter was snuggling a bottle of uh, orange soda, like a nice. like a stuffed one. And I thought it was the cutest <laughs> thing ever. <laughs> Well, it takes it to a new level. I mean, like anybody can grab a, a, a orange soda out of the fridge and put it in the picture, but you know there was there was thought put into buying a stuffed. Exactly. Uh, yeah, there, that's the thought was put into that. He really thought about it, and I was like, "This is amazing." <laughs> um, I went to the Power Ranger panel because I grew up with Power Rangers, and it was the original Power Rangers, except for Jason or not, except for uh, Jason David Frank, who played Tommy and Amy Jo Johnson. Mm -hmm. Um, but everybody else was there and it was a wonderful, like kind of nostalgic God, I miss power Rangers moment. Yeah, I bet. I bet that original crew was, was just so iconic. Like (laughs) they didn't do much after that, but you know, there's, I think, I think anybody who watched early power Rangers, it's like, those are my power Rangers. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And it was like, so wonderful to like be in the same room as them Mm -hmm. and hear, uh, Austin St. John, who uh, is Jason, played Jason mm-hmm. the Red Ranger, him yell Morphin time. I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, I'm like a child again. Is he still hot or did he? He not well, he uh, joined the military like uh-huh. after Power Rangers. So he was like in the Marines for 16 years or something like that. Oh, wow. And he is just this like he's adorable, but he's like this big buff dude. And he's really he's just really precious. Like, I just wanted him to hug me. Uh huh. <laughs> sure, he gives great hugs, is what it looked like. And but I didn't want to wait in line to meet him. <laughs> That's just my laziness, I guess. Um, and then I saw Kesha. <laughs> I don't know if that counts as geek geek stuff. I, I, for, from the the fans of Kesha that I know, um, the, it has it has moved into a fandom. So yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, Kesha! I saw her on Wednesday. Kenny was also there. I did not yes. go with Kenny. Kenny was in a different spot than I was. Um, but oh my gosh, she is amazing to see live. She's gone through so much and done so many things. And the way she sounds on her albums is how she sounds in real life. And it was glorious. The fans were amazing. I've never seen so many glitter beards in all my life. (laughs) Kenny included. 
He had a glitter oh, beard also. Um, but it was to a level that I didn't know existed. And it was beautiful, wonderful, glorious, and crazy. I love Kesha. That's awesome. I'm going to have to check her out because I've heard many, many good things. And I know anybody who, who likes Kesha, like, really likes Kesha. Her new album is so good. It's, like, completely different from the style of music that she used to do. Mm-hmm. And Rainbow, that's the name of her album, is just this, like, very empowering like for anybody. I mean, she focuses a lot. Like she has a song called woman and mm-hmm. that song is very like woman empowering, but like you can draw like Kenny's favorite song is let learn to let it go. And it's like, it just makes you feel good listening yeah. to that album. That's awesome. Like no one's ever going to get me down. It makes you feel so like just, I could go through my day. <laughs> I, I will have to play that the last five minutes of my drive into work oh, do <laughs> just it. to get me into a right mindset. <laughs> Bless. <laughs> well, very cool. Anything else? Um, I'm like super behind on every single TV show that I watch. I was Same. watching Riverdale before this because I love that show. Mm-hmm. I need to catch up really bad, but I'm like behind on the flash and Riverdale Supernatural, I'm behind by, like, five episodes in a season. Oh, wow. I'm, like, the worst Supernatural fan. Um, I just... I've been been more social than I normally have, like, than I am. I'm not... <laughs> Those darn social lives. Oh, they get in the way with their goodness. <laughs> yeah, I, I've become way more social than I used to be. Mm-hmm. And so my time watching TV has taken a backseat to my socializing with my friends that I've made since I started working at my job or like since they came to work Mm -hmm. at the same job I do. Um, so I stay out and don't go home and well, I mean, I do go home, but I go home late, which is like I eat dinner and then I go to bed (laughs) or I just go to bed, like depending on whatever, but it's the life of a commuter who lives 40 miles from their job. Yeah, because I mean, you we I live farther, but I think we have a similar commute because it takes like a ninety minutes to get there, doesn't it? Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yes it does. It does indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, Southern California. Yes, it sucks, but I love it. <laughs> I love it, especially this weather right now. It's beautiful. Yeah, this is perfect, and it's gonna last for especially in Palm Springs. It's gonna last for like five seconds, and then it's gonna be cold. Yes, which I, I'm ready for. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm having a super spectacular scarf made by Void's wife, so I need the weather to be cold so that I can wear it. Oh, that's awesome. That's so, cool. Yes, I can, as soon as I would listen to that episode about her being a process knitter, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she, I, I messaged him, and I was like, I'm totally serious about commissioning a scarf. Does she do that? Like, you said she does, but does she do it? Like, I want one. <laughs> and she was done with it when she, or almost done with it when I got my last message from Void. That's awesome. I mean, that's also, that's, it's really cool when people, you know, make stuff like you can go to like a swap meet and get stuff like that all the time, mm-hmm. but I don't know, there's something a little bit special when it comes from somebody who, who knows you or knows you through somebody else. Ah, it's going to be so great. I'm so excited to like receive it. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, very cool. Very cool. Um, for me, this week, uh, last weekend, uh, my friends and I got our Comic-Con tickets, which I don't know if you ever do the sit in line and 
online and and try and get Comic Con tickets, but it is like the stressful day of the year. Wait, you got Comic Con like San Diego Comic Con tickets already? Mm-hmm. How in the world? <laughs> well, it I I've been going for over twenty years. Oh. So we got in when you could get them for sixty dollars for the whole weekend, and then you you know, got in and you went to the little kiosk, you bought your tickets for the next year, and you were done. Like, that's what we used to do. Mm -hmm. And now, um, anybody who goes the previous year gets into the early registration pool, which they let you know like a week ahead of time. And if you don't see the email, you're screwed. (laughs) Yeah. Like, there's, there's three of us that go every year and each of us has a spouse that tolerates the convention (laughs) that we'll get like a Sunday ticket for. So we have six logins that we all kind of sit down and, um, you know, try and poach the tickets with Mm -hmm. at like last year it took us not, I think we started, they started selling out at around nine twenty. and it starts at nine. You'd like, you go into the room at eight o'clock and then at nine o'clock they start, randomly pulling people out of the waiting room and putting them into the, the, you know, you can buy tickets and, and it's stressful because we have gone every, it's like our, our Mecca. We, we hang out all weekend. Like we plan for this, you know, we plan our, our, our summers around this. And every year it's gotten so hard that we are just terrified. This is the year. This is the year that we are not going to get comic con tickets. Mm-hmm. And for some reason this year we had them like we were in the first round that they pulled into the, into the waiting room. So it was like, and we were done 10 or 15 minutes after the, the queue opened where last year we're like, cause they'll start telling you when there no more tickets on a day. So they're like preview is sold out. <laughs> You're like, no. And then they'll say, you know, Saturday is sold out. There was one year where I got two days oh. and I was like, no, oh, no. <laughs> but this year it was, it was, Easy. We like we had all six tickets by I'd say nine fifteen. Wow, you're so lucky. It, if if you ever want to go, I am I am perfectly happy to arrange a like mega pool of twenty people, and then you just kind of say if these people get tickets, then you know these are the people they buy tickets for, because it really is just a numbers game. The more logins you have waiting the better chance you have of getting tickets yeah i sat in the waiting room like in when they were selling tickets this last time mm-hmm. for this last convention i sat in the waiting room for two hours and didn't get chosen oh my god yeah it sucks so bad my friend my friend and i were in the waiting room forever and neither one of us got chosen Ugh. yeah you almost you have you have to go in with like five six 10 people yeah, and and people who don't, people who don't care if they don't get it so that you can just use their membership info. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you kind of make a priority priority list. Right, who are the people who really have to go? Like people who have podcasts or people who, you know, have big reasons to be there this year. And then, and then you just kind of hope for the best. And then every year that you get some people into the, um, the pre-registration stuff, it, it gets easier because the pool's smaller. Yep. Nice. So, yeah, let me know. We'll, we'll, like, there's plenty of people I know that, that want to go and it's, it's not hard to organize. It just takes patience and a lot of manpower. Yes. A lot of computers, a lot of logins. Yes. <laughs> Lots of browsers open. Yes. Um, and then staying on the theme of, uh, 
conventions, BlizzCon was this weekend. Yep. And I did not get tickets to that. Oh. So my brother and I decided that we don't get to hang out enough because he lives in Chula Vista, which is south of San Diego. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has a baby and wife and dogs and responsibilities. Adulting sucks. Yep. So we decided, you know what? We are going to get a hotel room. And we are going to leave all of our responsibilities behind for 48 hours. And we are going to watch BlizzCon in a hotel room and play video games. That's nice. And so that is what we did Friday and Saturday. Oh. It was, it was awesome. Like we just kept saying, I miss this. (laughs) Yeah, I miss this too. (laughs) So the two of, I mean, we, we played Switch and. I was like, oh, my God, I need to start get playing World of Warcraft again because they're making all these great announcements. And it was just a fun, low-key, you know, let's go run out and get junk food while these panels are not streaming and then come back and play more games and watch more BlizzCon. Nice. Yeah. And then the last thing that I've been working on is I am actually trying to do NaNoWriMo this month. I have no idea what that is. Uh, November is National Novel Writing Month. Oh. And what the goal is, is that you get 50,000 words written in the month of November. Wow. Yes. And so it's, I mean, they don't have to be good. They don't have to be polished. You know, <laughs> deleting and editing is your enemy. Uh, and so it is all about kind of jumping in and just trying to get a... I don't know the the rough draft of a novel written, and I'm not expecting to do anything with this this thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm planning on just writing something and seeing if it's something I enjoy. And so far, I've really liked it. It's very relaxing for me. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I'm at uh, nine thousand one hundred ninety-five words. Wow. Yeah. Well, on your so way. That's, well, on my way. I, I I knew that with you know. A couple of conventions coming up this weekend is Palm Springs Pride. Uh, I knew that there were going to be times this month that I was not going to get writing in. So I tried to, my first four or five days, tried to get as many words down as possible. I figure I'd get, get ahead of it. And then I have Thanksgiving break where I'll be able to catch up if I need to. Nice. Yeah. Um, so that's it for me. I wanted to ask you a question, actually. Do you watch yeah. the news um, like at home? Um, I try to avoid the news as much as possible. I, I kind of look at the, um, New York Times on my phone oh, okay. occasionally. Uh, cause one of my friends is a, uh, reporter in Palm uh-huh. Springs. Oh, really? For Channel 2. For the, the CBS affiliate that's in Palm Springs. I will have to, what's, what's the name? His name is Joe Galley. I've seen Joe Galley on the, like, Enter, you know, like news at 11 yeah. promos. Yeah. Yeah. That's Joe. I know him. That's awesome. He I actually- will have to, uh, I'll have to keep my eyes out for him because I mean, like we are a very small town out here in Palm Springs. I don't think people realize yeah. how small town it is out here. He, he's actually the person who came up with the name of our podcast. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So Joe, I think today's Joe his Galli. birthday. Yeah. Well, happy birthday, Joe Galley. Yeah. <laughs> all right okay i was just thinking about that and i wanted to ask you yeah no that's awesome that's awesome maybe when if you get a chance to come out here we can look him up and meet him for lunch yeah like joe oh my god <laughs> joe 
Well, very cool. So that's what we've been up to. Anything, anything else exciting that we should be talking about, or should we head into our feature? I think we can head into our feature now. All right, we'll take a quick commercial break, and we will be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea, and we're the hosts of the podcast, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. We are two best friends who love pop culture. We try to have a female perspective on things, but we really just talk about anything we like. What are some recent topics we've done, Katie? Uh, Well, we've talked about girl power songs, Wonder Woman, Veronica Mars, young adult fiction novels, San Diego Comic Con, and so much more. So grab your cup of tea or whatever your drink of choice is and download our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher and start listening today. Greetings from TG Geeks webcast where Ben and Keith, the two gay geeks, talk about all aspects of geekdom and nerdery. Sci-fi, comics, film, horror, genre, you name it, we talk about it. Find our episodes each week on TGGeeks.com. Visit our Facebook page, TG Geeks Webcast. On Google Plus and YouTube, look for us as Two Gay Geeks. You can tweet at TG Geeks and at the Two Gay Geeks. Or call our feedback line at 469-TG-Geeks. That is 469-844-3357. Happy listening. Peace. Cheers. And we're back. And before we get started, I do want to mention that there are a bunch of us coming out to Palm Springs Comic Con uh, the weekend of November 11th and 12th. So if you happen to be in the uh, Palm Springs area, we will be at the Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, Not the Hard Rock Cafe, the Hard Rock Hotel. And it was a great convention their first year last year. I expect this year to be even better. Um, Kenny from Dumbbells and Dragons will be here. My co-host Kelly Hightower from State of the Geek and her podcast Mating Habits of the Modern Geek will be here. Um, we're still trying to convince Katie to come out. Throw <laughs> <laughs> her up on a couple of panels. What? Um, but it should be a good time all the way around. You didn't say anything about tossing me into a panel. Well, you don't have to if you don't want to, but I, you know, between me and Kenny, oh, <laughs> we're going to have plenty of panels that we can. Get you on. Oh, geez. Yeah, I, I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. Well, today we are talking about, we mentioned on episode 91 that we had to get together and do a fan fiction panel because it is an area of geekdom that I know nothing about and you know a lot of things about. So. Yes, I do. <laughs> so where, where does one get started with fanfic? Because I feel like, um, I, I guess I feel like with Supernatural, it's hard to get into because there's so many years of episodes you have to get through. And I'm guessing that because of that, if you wanted to do Supernatural fanfic, it's even worse. It's, I mean, fan fiction. I would start with something that you already like, to mm-hmm. be honest. Like, don't, I wouldn't jump into fan fiction of um, something that you've never experienced. So like if you haven't watched like a TV show like Supernatural or you haven't watched The Flash or something like that, um, jumping into fan fiction would probably not be the best of ideas because fan fiction is, it's just that it's written by fans. So it's a labor of love by people who love the shows or the movies or the books because there's so many different types of fan fiction and so many different genres and like anything that you can think of, like a movie or a TV show, I'm sure there's fan fiction written about it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. somewhere. So like the easiest way to start is to um, 
pick something that you like and maybe some characters that you like or a ship that you enjoy. Um, like Chelsea really likes uh, X-Files fan fiction because she's a big fan of Mulder and Scully and their relationship is never really pushed into the super romantic area. So if you wanted to read something about them being together, then fan fiction is like as close as you're going to get. Right. So, so is there a, um, like is, is most of fan fiction just kind of shipping and relationships or, um, is that, you know, what percentage is that? And what percentage is just fun stories that, and adventures that the characters happen to go on? Um, I think a good portion of it is relationship related. Um, but I mean, you can find fan fiction about just about anything. So, I mean, I personally like the relationship ones, but I've read stories that were, you know, adventure stories that take, cause, uh, fan fiction can either be canon where it follows mm-hmm. the storyline or it can be AU, which is alternative universe. Okay. And it just takes maybe like an aspect of the story and, uh, creates a whole new, like universe for it, or it takes characters from the story and builds a new universe for them. So instead of like, cause I'm a big fan of, I, w- I read a lot of Glee fan fiction to be honest. Oh, okay. <laughs> cause I love Glee and me personally, I really like, uh, Kurt and Blaine fan fiction. Mm-hmm. So I read okay. a lot of stuff about them and not all of the stories that I read are relationship related, but a lot of times what they'll do is they'll take the two characters and put them in a situation like, um, that they didn't meet in high school that they meet later in life and it's an accident or they, uh, change the way their characters are. Like, um, like I think I read one where Blaine was a teacher and Kurt was a student. And then I read one where Blaine is a fireman and Kurt is a fashion designer. Gotcha. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the thing about fiction, about fan fiction, even though these like they're established characters already, but mm-hmm. fans have such great imaginations about worlds that they would like to see or directions they'd like to see their characters go in. So being able to write fan fiction kind of opens up the world for them that they can use their imagination and create just about anything with something that people already love. I think that's awesome because I think when most people think of fan fiction, I think the default is, and I, <laughs> Kelly Hightower even mentioned this on our episode last week, that when I said that we were doing fan fiction here, she said, you know, start with the classic uh, Kirk Spock uh, slash because that is what kind of started it all. Yeah. And I think that's where people have kind of left their understanding of fan fiction is that it's just, oh, we're going to take two characters that don't have a relationship and put them in a relationship. That happens a lot. I mean, there are um, specifically like say for supernatural, um, Mm -hmm. there is a ship that exists that fans have created. Um, It's very controversial. Like people either hate it, they like it or they have no opinion on it, um, Mm -hmm. which is Dean Castiel or Destiel as they talk about it. Um, it's quite controversial because people are like, how can you put two characters together that absolutely have no relationship, Mm -hmm. um, established on the TV show. Uh, but that's the thing is that fan fiction lets you use your imagination and people see things in the show that maybe weren't intentional or things like that, like that provide basis for this 
like ship to be possible, but it's not canon. That's the thing is that it's not ever going to happen, but that doesn't mean that it can't happen in a different way. Like I don't personally read supernatural fan fiction. I've only ever read one story. And um, the story that I did read was in a completely different universe. So it didn't really follow the storyline of supernatural at all. It took two characters that had an established storyline that were known and put them in a different situation. So, cause I prefer like it's, it's different. I like AU fan fiction more than I like the Canon kind just cause people are so creative. And mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't know that I needed to like read this story like this about this thing. I didn't <laughs> know I needed that. Well, I think that's awesome because I know when I read comic books, one of my favorite things with Marvel was like their what if universe where they would say, you know, what if Captain America, you know, was a Nazi or what if, you know, I'm trying to think of something. What if Professor X never created the X-Men or, mm-hmm. you know, what I think the, the silliest was what if the, um, the Marvel bullpen was the fantastic four. And so it was like Stanley is Mr. Fantastic, you know, silly <laughs> stuff like that. And, uh, and it was just kind of crazy because it was like, you could see what would happen if little things were changed in the Marvel universe. And so that's always been something that I've been interested in. And I, I didn't realize that AU, um, fan fiction was, uh, uh, possibilities. I, it mm-hmm. makes sense, but I had, it didn't kind of register. So that's, that's awesome. That might be, that might be my in. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, you pick something that you like. So if you really like, uh, say you like Captain America whom I love daily. Mm-hmm. I love Captain America. And you want to read a story about, you know, like him meeting up, like, cause they do crossovers too. So like him meeting like Superman, I'm sure there's a fan fiction about that. Mm-hmm. Or um, like, since, you know, like I like the relationship ones, like reading a story about like, say Captain America never like tried to take out the, like crash the plane and like him and Peggy got to be together. So there's stories about that. Or like that's awesome. Yeah, so it's the possibilities are endless with fan fiction. <laughs> now, I I think you had mentioned when I was asking about this before something. I asked where where does one go to get this stuff, and I think you had suggested. Um, well, Chelsea actually had it suggested fanfiction.net and archiveofourown.org. Is this like the, the starter drug to fanfiction for people? Yeah. So those are the two most well-known and most established uh, locations for fanfiction. Um, I got a lot of my, I started getting fanfiction on Tumblr. That's where it started. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people wrote a lot of fanfiction on Live Journal when that was really popular. <laughs> Oh my God, I forgot about live journal. Yeah, back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but everything pretty much that you're going to be wanting to look for is either on fanfiction.net or archive of our own. Um, those two locations, uh, like they're very great about um, making it easy to like, to be able to get the stories. Um, mm-hmm. Fanfiction.net, their filtering for stories is a little bit easier. So, like, if you pick a genre or pick a show or book or whatever, and you can filter easier. It's easier to filter for, like, characters specifically. And then their ratings range from, like, G to mature. <laughs> so Gotcha. Now, is mature a, uh, a wider than you would expect range for mature? Or is it, you know, the equivalent of an R? Uh, mature is, like, smut. 
Okay. That's what it is. I mean, it's, okay. I mean, I read, cause I kind of read everything. So some of the stories that I read fit with like, the, like they're just fluffy, happy stories to, mm-hmm. uh, having sex in them. And it just depends on, I mean, it depends on your mood to be right. honest. Like, I mean, I don't want to read a story where it's just smut, 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 smut the whole time. Right. I mean, they're like, I want some sort of like established storyline here. But um. yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and I think it probably changes from from fandom to fandom. I'm sure there's some fandoms that go all out on the smut and some that are maybe, you know, you have more options to get the G ratings. Yeah. So, I mean, you can just filter for whatever and um, maybe start easy. <laughs> <laughs> don't scare yourself off <laughs> yeah so i mean there is there is sort of a like dark side to the fan fiction world that you have to be a little careful i mean mm. people's imaginations run rampant and a lot of times people write stories about controversial ships or controversial characters and um or they create weird things which is fine <laughs> like you know some people like reading that stuff and like, um, which is great. Like that they're able to like write that kind of stuff. And then there's people out there who enjoy it. Um, but you just have to kind of be a little bit careful when you start getting into like the kind of slashy fiction. Right. Right. Um, that gets a little interesting. I've heard, I've heard there's a lot of, uh, Harry Potter, uh, Draco Malfoy slash. Oh, dreary. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I'm talking, I mean, like, I'm talking like weird stuff. Like sometimes there's been, there's fan fiction out there that puts like Sam and Dean together, like oh, in a relationship. Okay. And I'm like, they're, they're brothers. It's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Never Not step brothers, just, just, just actual brothers. brothers. And I'm like, <laughs> um, yeah. there's also some people who, um, like I don't ship real people together like actors because um there are fan fictions that are written about actors Uh like being shipped together and uh i don't personally like that kind of thing because i mean they're just they're actors they're not they're not their characters right to me so for some people that line already blurs. <laughs> Let's not yes. blur it any more than it needs to be. Yes. So I mean some people really enjoy that and you know, I don't have anything against that. It's just something that I personally don't enjoy. So mm-hmm. I kind of shy away from those kinds of things. Um but as far as like I mean, I I kind of stick to when I read fan fiction, I read a lot of Doctor Who fan fiction. Um mm-hmm. I read Glee, uh Arrow. I'm a big fan of Arrow fan fiction. <laughs> Um, I've read some Pride and Prejudice and Zombies fan fiction. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I read some stories about, uh, what happens after Elizabeth and Darcy get married. So cool. I like that kind of stuff. Cause I've always wondered what like the relationship would be like after that. Cause the movie always just sort of ends with them being married and then a zombie army coming towards them. So I'm like, Oh, what happened? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, I think, for for some fans, fan fiction can be a way to uh, get over the fact that their show's been canceled exactly. and they didn't know how it ends. And that kind of makes me think that there's a couple of uh, uh, shows that I might want to see if there's fan fiction for, like alphas. I, there probably is. I mean, you just search for it. I mean, some some areas don't have as much. Like, I think the top 
fan fiction areas are like Supernatural, Arrow, and Glee. Okay. And then there's a lot of Harry Potter. Right. Um, but I, I do love Harry Potter, but I love, um, what I like is that, uh, the one thing about fan fiction that I enjoy is that, um, some people are able to see things in movies or books or TV shows and create this whole world or a, or a ship that you didn't know you needed in your life. Mm -hmm. Um, that obviously would never that just doesn't exist within the actual fictional universe but with fan fiction they can create that um like my friend morgan yesterday on our episode was talking about uh jenny draco fan fiction oh my and i was like what and she goes oh yeah like that's a thing and i'm like what i didn't know that that was a thing i kind of need to read about it just to see what people came up with or how that happened Right. And it sounded kind of fabulous. So I'm like, I kind of need to read this. Now, we, we should mention that this is kind of just a little, this is a starter guide. This is the easy yeah. to, um, this is the how to get started in fan fiction guide. Yeah. If you want the full enchilada, <laughs> if you want the deep dive, yes. then um, on the same day that this releases, uh, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea should be releasing their episode about fan fiction, which yes. I believe is a... Um, a two-hour tome. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it ended up being really long. Um, yeah, we go pretty in-depth because we talk about our fan fictions that we really like a lot. Like, we pick some that we really love and kind of go in-depth talking about them. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gives, for those people that are already into fan fiction that are looking for new ones, because we don't talk about the same fandoms at mm-hmm. all. Like, our fandoms kind of overlap a little bit, but... Like in life, but the fan fictions that we recommended, none of them overlap, like TV show wise. That's perfect. That's yeah. that. That's good when that kind of stuff happens. <laughs> a little bit of kismet to to get the the episode going. Yeah. So starter guide is just pick. Like if you want to read about, like say Arrow specifically, like Arrow fan fiction, archive our uh, of our own is a really good place to go because I found a lot of really good Arrow fan fiction there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just sort of. Like pick a like a level you want to start at, like rating wise, and then just sort of read descriptions and just start reading things that you like that sound good. So that's awesome. Now I have to ask: Have you have you ever attempted to write your own fan fiction? I have not. Is it I something not. that's ever ever piqued your interest? Um, <laughs> I've thought about really it. Interesting to uh, write this particular ship. Um, I've thought about it. But um, I'm not – it's more that I just don't have the time. Because I got into fan fiction pretty late. Because fan fiction has been around for a long time. Right. And if you talk – like, I only got into it until, like, I think, like, 2011. So it hasn't been excessively long that I've been reading it. Um, whereas some people have been, like, do, like, doing this stuff since they were, you know, teenagers. And I was well beyond my teenage years. When I got into fan fiction, yeah, we have so, uh, we have a time in class that we we let the kids read just because you know it's it, it builds good writing skills. You, everybody should read, and we try and not limit what they what they read. I have lots of kids who are like, "Can I get my phone out and and read fan fiction?" And I'm like, 
I prefer you not to have your phone out. It's not the fan fiction I don't want you to read. It's the phone because it's five seconds away from playing a video game, um, which I understand because that's what I would do if I had my phone on me uh-huh. while I was in the classroom. Um, but yeah, I, I know that a lot of my students are really into fan fiction. And, uh, and so it's, it's kind of nice to get a, a different perspective on it because I just hear like, you know, because a lot of it is shipping, they uh-huh. will kind of, side eye each other when they start talking about it and I'm like, oh yeah, what what do you what kind of fan fiction do you like? And they're like, well and they get embarrassed. I'm like, you don't have to tell me, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) That suggests maybe I don't need to know. (laughs) There's sort of this like I feel like there's kind of this taboo with fan fiction now. Mm -hmm. Um because I mean Fifty Shades of Grey was fan fiction. That's what it was. That's what it started out as. And I mean it got published and then they made you know, movies about it. So people always say, you're like, oh, you read fan fiction? Oh, you mean like Fifty Shades of Grey? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. there's so much good writing out there that I've read better fan fictions than I've read novels a lot of the time. Wow. And it's just sort of this like, un, like just underappreciated world that there are so many people who just, they just want to write about stuff that they like and it's not something that they'll ever get published, but they want people to be able to read it. And so they just write it, post it on fanfiction.net and let people read it. And it's some of the best writing that I've read a lot of the time. That's really exciting. That's really yeah. awesome. Now I, now just, I do know that there are some authors out there that are not fans of fan fiction. Any, any opinion on that? Um, I think it's because they get a little, some people get a little territorial Mm -hmm. because it's like, this is the world that I created and I don't want you making it bigger. And I think it's, I think it says something about the, the work of fiction that if somebody's like, this is so good, I just, you know, there's so much more that you could do, or there's so much more that there could be and taking like their inspiration from that author and creating something bigger. And I feel like that speaks to their work that it's just so good that people want to make it, make more of it when the author just doesn't seem to want to Mm -hmm. and getting upset or trying to limit those possibilities is not fair to your fans. I mean, I feel like, some people, I mean, I understand they're like, well, this is my work and I'm not seeing anything from it when you guys write fan fiction about it. But I mean, it's, they're not rewriting your story. They're just taking their ideas that like their, their imagination from, you know, what you've written and their inspiration from you and creating something more. Well, and maybe introducing new fans to your, your world. Exactly. And because, you know, somebody might have a, and I, maybe the, I'm, I'm making assumptions here based on my, my knowledge of the interwebs, but I would imagine that if somebody likes a fan fiction author, they can kind of follow their work. And if the fan fiction author does something in a universe that they're not familiar with, it might trigger them to go explore that new fandom. Exactly. Um, it's so funny that like, cause I, I've been talking about fan fiction a lot recently and um, there's actually an author that I really like. She's a young adult fiction writer. Mm-hmm. Her name is Rainbow Rowell. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. I haven't. Um, she's an incredible writer and uh, she wrote a book called Fangirl. Okay. And this, this book is about a girl who 
uh, her and her twin sister go off to college and, uh, she has been spending all this time writing this epic fan fiction about this novel series that she loves. And she's taking writing classes in college and her teacher hates fan fiction. So it kind of gives that side of it. Um, but mm-hmm. what she did was she, this is what's like, it's so like inception wise is that like the author wrote about this girl who writes fan fiction about a, something that's fictional. And then she actually wrote the fan fiction and published oh, wow. it. So like the fan fiction that the girl, that her character in the story was writing about a fictional book series, she actually published, finished writing and published that um, fan fiction. So it's like, it's really weird, like meta inception thing. That's awesome. And so, so the actual, the, the original material that she was writing fan fiction about doesn't exist. It does but not. The fan, but the fan fiction about it does exist. Yes. It's called carry on. Oh my God. That's a, that's brilliant. Yeah. I totally read it. It was very interesting because you don't really understand anything about the book series itself. Like if you mm-hmm. don't, you have to read Fangirl and you kind of get like a general understanding of the book series that they're reading that, that the main character is reading. And then you, <laughs> then you read this entire fan fiction about something that doesn't actually exist, which is hilarious when you think about it. That's so like, well, first of all, the level of creativity that that requires oh, is yeah. impressive. And I mean, like if, if she wanted to, she could just go in and now start writing the original series. And like, she's got herself, she's got herself like four different book tracks that she can be on. Oh yeah. She, she's an incredible writer. So if you like young adult fiction, um, she is and very good. Like she has a lot of really great books. I've read almost every single book she's ever written. Except for like one, I think. And what's her rainbow? Rainbow Rowl. R O W L. Uh, E L L. Yeah. Uh, one of her books actually is getting made into a movie, um, Eleanor and Park. So I'm waiting for that. That's cool. I'll have to see if she's got audiobooks out there because that's that's how I read nowadays. <laughs> I'm sure she does on your commute. Yeah. 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 I'm sure she does. We're going to have to, we're going to have to, since we have a similar commute time, we're going to have to trade audiobook stories because, um, there's some good ones out there that I've been listening to that I want people to read. I actually should probably start doing audiobooks because I don't. (laughs) I'm a physical book reader. I love, I love books. I have an excessive amount of books. And I I understand that. I wish I just, I just, I, I wish I had the time. Yep. But that's okay. Hey, if I gotta get them, if I gotta get them in, this is not the worst way to to get them in. That is very true. Well, this is all very awesome, especially this this uh, fangirl thing. I am gonna check that out because that kind of blows my mind. Yeah, that's it's insane when you really think about it. <laughs> uh, no, I mean like fan fiction. There's nothing wrong with it. I don't know why people get so upset about fan fiction. So any, any last, last things that you're just like going into fan fiction, these are things you need to know, like a bullet list of, of how to's. Um, if you're going to start reading fan fiction, um, especially Harry Potter fiction, do not read my immortal. Don't start with that one. Don't do it. It's a, it's like a very notorious fan fiction Mm -hmm. because it is insane and weird and i read five minutes of it and i'm like i can't read the story but there's like this big like 
nobody knows who wrote it. So there's like this thing coming out soon, like a documentary about the person who wrote it. Cause oh it's God. like this like underground, super notorious, like who wrote my immortal? <laughs> like, so there's notorious. I mean, I guess it would make sense that there's notorious fanfic, but like notorious anonymous fanfic. Oh yeah. It's like this big thing. It's so funny. Um, I'll see if I can find like a link to, uh, the story about it. Uh, but it's hilarious. Like when you think about it, like people are just dying to know who actually wrote this fan fiction and they're finally going to like talk about it. Okay. So the, 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 it's not a documentary that's like who wrote it investigation thing. It's an actual, the person who wrote it is, is talking about it. I think so. And I, I heard about it when there was like this thing happening in the young adult fiction novel world. There was like a big scandal that happened. Um, but I, I heard about it while like I was reading of stuff about the, the scandal that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'll look it up and if I can find a link, I'll send you a link. That'll be awesome. I'll, I'll throw it in the show notes if that's the case. Cause yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that there is, I, I've heard from, from friends that there is a lot of, um, there, there can be some clickiness and uh factions that that form around fan fiction (laughs) it's it get it gets like that so i think the easiest way to start is um start with fanfiction.net um pick a tv show a movie a book something that you enjoy uh go down pick a uh, start filtering like pick a character or characters that you really like um and then just start reading summaries, like just kind of scroll through the list and be like, oh, this sounds interesting. Click it, read it, and then just sort of go from there. I mean, there's so many, there's thousands of fan fictions out there, so there's got to be something that you'll enjoy somewhere. That's exciting. That's exciting. I'm going to gonna add that to my list of, of things to do once NaNoWriMo is done. <laughs> and, I can, <laughs> and I can spend time not writing and actually reading again. Yes. That'll be awesome. Well, very cool. Well, thank you so much, Katie, for, for sharing fan fiction with us. We, we've been kind of geeking out about this for the last couple of weeks since you were on the show. So I'm glad that, that we finally got a chance to do it. For sure. I'm so glad that you decided to do that to like want to have a show about fan fiction. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm trying to, I, I, I feel like I've gotten a, a new, um, boost of inspiration. I got there where I'm like, I don't know what to talk about on the show anymore. And then, um, last week, uh, I knew I was going to have Kelly on the show and she's been doing miniatures. So it's like, awesome. I haven't, I know nothing about that. So I feel like those last couple of weeks I'm, I'm getting back into, you know, teach Joe about stuff he doesn't know anything about. <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Uh, any shout outs this week? Um, I like shout out to my co-host Chelsea who couldn't be here. Um, love Chelsea. She's going to listen to this. I know it. Um, shout out to Morgan for being on our episode yesterday, which will be out tomorrow. Um, and I don't know, shout out to the network because without the network, I'm sure Chelsea and I would not be where we are today. And Kenny for getting us on the network, for telling people about our show. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. I'm going to, I'm going to add a a shout out to Kenny, but mostly because I wanted to add a shout out to Mandy, from um the WEC podcast and bet you didn't know that because Kenny talked her into doing a Tough Mudder. 
And um, we absolutely love Mandy, and she's wonderful, and she survived the Tough Mudder. And so congratulations, Mandy. That is quite the accomplishment, and we are all very, very proud of you. So awesome. So awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, Coming up next week, we are going to be talking about Thor Ragnarok. Have you seen it yet? I have not. I am going tonight, and I am actually going to podcast with Ray tomorrow about it. So next week we'll have that for you, uh, Ray, and my impression of Thor. He cheated and has already posted on Facebook that he loved it, so the the cat's out of the bag on that one. <laughs> um, but be sure to check out uh, episode 71 of the Comic Box. It came out last week, and it's covering like it's like your primer if you haven't know nothing about Thor. It's a good one-on-one dive into what Thor Ragnarok should be. And then uh, I know he will be doing, I think this week, an episode on the movie itself. Cause that's how Rob, that's how Rob rolls. So, <laughs> uh, so next week episode uh, 90. Oh my God. It'll be episode 99. We are almost at 100. Oh, wow. That's exciting. <laughs> All the music in this episode is by Ben Sound and is being used under Creative Commons license. You can find more music by Ben Sound at bensound.com. geek to dude is a proud member of the geek to geek Network. Check out other geek to geek shows such as geek to geek Podcast, Geek Fitness Health Hacks, The Comic Box, and Katie's show, Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea. And make sure to join our Reddit community at r forward slash geek to geek cast you can currently find us at geektitude.com as well as on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and most other podcatchers out there. Please leave us a review and spread the word. If you'd like to contact me, you can send me an email at joehogan at geektitude.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at geektitude or me personally at Epic Grays. Uh, Katie, where can we find you? Our website is teatimewithkc.com. And then you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram by using the handle Tea Time with Casey. Um, and then I'm around too. You can shout out to me on Twitter at Lady Catherine P if you want. And, and Katie's awesome at like responding with lots of fun. Like you're, you're one of my gift people, right? You oh, like yeah. the, the gifts? I love gifts. <laughs> <laughs> people don't see the podcaster. Oh, that's another thing I keep forgetting to mention. We are on Slack. And so if you send any of us a message on Slack, we can get you into the, um, the Slack chat, but just be prepared for gifts everywhere. I think everybody who's involved in Slack is all about Giphy. Hey, it's Beige started it, to be honest. <laughs> Beige is a gift person, and then I love gifts. So I gif on Twitter and Slack a lot. So awesome. Well, thank you so much again for, for fan fictioning with us. <laughs> <laughs> this is my pleasure. And for all of you listening out there, remember this week, keep it geek. The Red Legion took away our home. Dominus Gaul has stolen our light. But from the ashes, a fire team of guardians rise to... Guardian down. Wait, wait, wait. Who was that? Titan, no jump good. This is Happy Hour from the Tower. I'm T. I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. And we're going to talk about all things Destiny. Why we play. Why we love punching aliens in the face. And why T's aim needs a little bit of work. Have you got that? Say you've got it. See something! 
a podcast for players of all levels. Find Happy Hour from the Tower on iTunes, Stitcher, or at happyhourfromthetower.com. Eyes up, Guardian. Time to give up the ghost. It's Happy Hour from the Tower. First round's on us. theme song means it is once again time to promo the Geek Wolf Pack podcast. I'm your Papa Wolf, Nick Kelly. And I'm your Mama Wolf, Stacia Kelly. And I'm Thermal Wolf, Brennan Kelly. Here on the podcast, we're just a couple of generations geeking out and sharing what we think we think. We'll share the latest nerd news and sci-fi happenings. Looking for life hacks? I'll tell you if there's an app for that. And I'll give you the latest from a gamer's point of view. Plus, every episode includes some of what we like to call ADHD D&D. I'm a healer, and I killed a dragon. Spoilers. (laughs) Spoilers. <laughs> so join us here at the Geek Wolfpack Podcast. Join us on iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry, or wherever you find your podcasts, or simply at geekwolfpackpodcast.com. And as always, geek out. <laughs>